And here's another podcast that's a must listen now. Built to Last is a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of Black-owned small business that shape American culture. Internets, tune in now on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Internets, on this episode of the Premium Pete Show, I kick it with producer, lyricist, executive, okay? And really just uh, bar for bar, somebody who's pretty nasty as a rapper, okay? The one and only 38 Special. If you haven't heard of 38 Special, let me put you on. 38 Special talks the struggles of coming up in Rochester, linking with Griselda. He's got a couple of albums with the one and only Benny the Butcher. Shouts to Benny the Butcher, Black Sopranos family. Um, being discouraged by the music business happens to all of us. Making an album with Cool G Rap, working with DJ Premier and Pete Rock, his label TCF Music Group, and so much more. Internet, this is a bright young star who's actually been doing it for a minute. But I, if you know of him, I want you to learn a little bit more. If you never heard of him, I want you to learn about him, okay? Now, we're going to get right back to him. But in the meantime, open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, and at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. Now, I also want to send peace and blessings to you and your families. First off, okay, thanks for all the support for Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce. I mean, it's insane to say we shipped worldwide thousands and thousands and thousands of orders. So I'm thankful, okay? And if you haven't had any, go to PeachPremiumPastaSauce.com right now. Order yourself some. Trust me, you'll thank me later. It smells that good. And it's that, it's, that, it's, that, it's that authentic, okay? 100-year-old family recipe, Brooklyn, New York. What do you expect? But anyway, listen, okay? Premium Petro, we've been putting out episodes. We got more coming, okay? It's not going to stop. Um, you know, the world has been crazy. So, um, you know, stay focused. You know, if you get discouraged, you're not alone. But I promise you, just never give up. The, there's an extreme power in never giving up. Okay, and also I say this all the time, but check on your loved ones. As we're getting older, so are they. Okay, if you got an aunt still around, a father, a mother, a grandfather, a grandmother, whatever, check on them. Give them a call. Go stop by and say hello. But more importantly, internet's peace and blessings to you and yours. Keep it locked. Follow us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on wherever you listen to podcasts. But more importantly, rate, leave a comment, and tell a friend to tell a friend. You never know who's going to be on the Premium Pete Show. Could be an entrepreneur, an actor, an athlete, or just somebody with a great inspiring story. Somebody that turned a, you know, out of the mud into a multi-million dollar company. Internet's Premium Pete show is not about Premium Pete. It's about giving it to the world and keeping them inspired. And I hope I've done my job. So all I ask for is if, if you say, yo, Pete, how can I support you? There's a pre-roll ad. There's a mid-roll ad. Listen and support. Okay. When we have ads, show up and show out. And I'm not telling you to spend your money, but if you can, let's support these ads because they keep the show alive. Okay, let's support these brands, and I appreciate you. Now, you know what? Let me uh, let me not say any more. Okay, I want to, uh, as always, send peace and blessings to you and your families. Make sure you eat good, but make sure you look good on the outside, but make sure you focus on the inside. Okay, so many people want to look good on the outside, and they're suffering inside. Take care of that inside, and it's never corny to love yourself. So continue to do that. Okay, now, let me shut up. Like I said, there's more episodes coming this week. Um, you know, well, not coming this week, coming every week. We got a bunch. If you, you know, if you want to hit me up, um, I'll put my email at the uh, end of the episode you can listen to. Anyway, internets, I present to you this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with the one and only 38 Special. Let's get to it. 
Cheers. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up one time. Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show was milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium peach show internet welcome back to another episode of the premium peach show sitting down here with a he's it's not a young kid okay that's first off definitely not okay a young kid. been around making some noise okay we're in an undisclosed location shout out to my boy dave from ewan um listen the one and only 38 special is in the building how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Nice to meet you. You know, it's the first time, you know, I heard a lot about you. First Definitely. time meeting you. Um, you know, it's an interest, interesting journey, especially from somebody who's been around doing it for a minute. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and really trying to figure out this independent game and, and, right. and also how to bring up other people. You know, right off the bat, for people who don't know you, what 38 special, like, how did that even come about? What does that even mean? Well, you know, man, like, when I first started rapping and shit, I used to call myself the specialist, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. back then, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, uh, cats used to just call me special for sure. Then it went from that to special, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that, I started rapping real young and shit. By the time I started playing with pistols and shit, you know, 38 Special, I, you know, I was already called special. So when I see my name on the side of a pistol, it... I said, oh, yeah, that, okay, that, yeah, that, yeah. that might stick. You were like, you know okay, this mean? is some good branding. Yeah, some good branding. So, you know, I cut it from 38 Special because it's a rock group named 38 Special. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's a rock group named 38 Special and shit. To um, special. To special. You know what I'm saying? Born and raised in Rochester. Born and raised in Rochester, New York, upstate New York. You know what I'm saying? See, for a Brooklyn kid, it's funny because it's like, I mean, I'm thank God because of doing things and pushing myself I've been able to travel the world right but most cats and you know from New York City sometimes I realize as I got older I'm like yeah these dudes want to tell you what's going on they never been off the block the reason why I say that for is because I don't know Rochester for people listening like paint the picture of what that was like growing up in Rochester Rochester was was like poverty you know what I'm saying poverty crack infested no opportunity real 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 violent place you know if you google new york state's murder capital you will see that you know rochester and syracuse we was fighting back and forth for that title for a while and you know when they say you know murder capital you know that's per capital rochester is a small place with you know a few thousand people and you know we average a, a large amount of homicides like growing up in this in this poverty area so you know a lot of cats when they go upstate from this city because mind you we five six hours away from the boroughs but when we go to prison system that's when we actually all become one and we start to you know learn about other parts of the state because being five six hours away you know it's very hard for a person from the boroughs to really understand our stories up there you know what i'm saying because we so far away that also caused a lack of opportunity and resources when it came on the music side. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, being from upstate New York, you fight f always from not being from a borough. Mm. When, when you know, when you hear New York, you think of the boroughs automatically. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 being from Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, or any one of those towns up there, 
you know, um, our stories and would, would never get heard because it, the towns were so small. You know what I mean? It was so small. So, you know, that always been a fight for us. We always had something to prove. You know what I'm saying? So whenever we got in this prison system and people heard Rochester, they thought like, oh, cows and horses. There must be cows and horses up there because that's <laughs> the first thing you think. Because when you go on the road and you're driving upstate, you know, you looking sure, on the sure. side, you see cows and horses, but you don't realize like, nah, that ain't really where we at. You know, that's the same shit. We see cows and horses too when we they take us upstate. But now nah, we in a small city that's full of poverty drugs and violence with no opportunity you know what i'm saying and um you know so growing up there you know what i mean it was um it was it was it was did you get like a you remember like a first job did you like work at like somewhere well i never had a job okay yeah like i never felt out an application yeah, in my yeah, life yeah you know what i'm saying um and you know now i, I take pride in that and i you know yeah, sure, pers sure. personally i don't you know think anything is wrong with anybody working and shit but you know the way I was raised, like the way we was raised, just the way that the hustle was as kids, we 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 kind of worked for ourselves. Like the way our blocks were set up, you know, it wasn't like, you know, one guy ran the block. It was more or less like you grab, you able to grab your own work as a 12, 13 year old boy and go up there and learn how to manage your own. So with that kind of mentality as a kid, when I knew I could invest my money and go out there and 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 figure out a way. It always gave me a boss mentality. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And you know, because every 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 area in every city has different hustle rules. You know, as a kid, you might can't just step out on a block unless you under somebody or these type sure, of sure. Stuff, who you with or who you with and things of that nature. Like you know, where I'm from, it was more or less free will. And if you had the ambition and the heart, you that really determined whatever that you decided to do. And the thing about that is, um. You know, that 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 kind of helped me develop a a boss mentality and the kind of gain money management skills and at the same time understand that, you know, um working for somebody else just really wasn't, mm. you know, my route. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So you know, it's funny because I, I totally understand that. And even the way you put about growing up in Rochester, like I didn't look at it like that when you're not considered from a borough. Um, you know, I learned right away when, you know, the time many years ago when, you know, I was away, I learned, you know, I met people all over from Albany. I didn't know Albany was rocking like that, uh, right. Syracuse. Right. Um, I didn't know that Rochester. Right. Um, and I met and I became cool with a lot of people, you know, because they, they were hustlers. You know, they, they unfortunately, you know, um, when you hustle and it's illegally, you know, uh, there becomes repercussions, you know, and that sucks. But I will say this, and I don't want to like speed fast, but- from being a 13-year-old kid hustling, right, getting arrested, and we'll go, we'll go through all that, to now doing legit things, mm -hmm. it's a good feeling, man. It's a, it's a good feeling because you're hustling. It may not sometimes be the exact money mm -hmm. until you pile on and do other things because that's the thing. People think it's only rap. Okay, 38 special. He a rapper. He an artist. He a lyricist. Yeah, but it's more than that. Once you start making money, who knows? Maybe he bought a, maybe he bought a property. Maybe he bought a plaza. Now he's got money coming in from that. Maybe he did this. So the point I'm making is, what at my life, finally being able to do all these legit things, mm -hmm. when I was doing legal things all those years, you mm -hmm. always got to look behind. It just feels more freer. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, damn, I don't got to worry about this. You know, how has that been as far as like, when you think about like a young kid, 13 years old out there, hustling on the corner, 
I'm sure your mentality is the same or or better, but you're like you don't gotta worry about that type of shit where like somebody will come and try to like you know what I mean blast you. You know, nah, it's the, it's it's the best feeling in the world. You know, I, you you have more of an appreciation for living a legit life when you come from um, uh, so much corruption. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, to actually you know go from having to risk my freedom and and dealing with consequences and repercussions of risking my freedom to actually that not being an option is like the is the best feeling that you know, I ever acquired, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, growing up in the streets, when I was active in the streets, you know, I, I never planned to actually grow to be the age that I am now. Mm. You thought you'd be dead? Of course. Yeah. So I, I lived it, I lived life on those terms, just like all That's of my That's a crazy peers. day, because I remember, I, remember, I remember having feelings of that type of style, and more so in the sense of like, it's crazy because I relate, meaning like in the sense of even even pushing stuff where it's like you got stuff in the car and you're like, yo, if I, like that's the thing. I've never been a dude and I could tell you're that type of dude. I've never been a dude where it's like, um, you know, how people get knocked and they're like, they don't, they don't know what happened. Like, it's like, nah, it's like, I know what I'm up against. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like, if this happens, right, this is going to happen. But go ahead, finish, uh, you know, what you were, I don't want to cut you off of what you were saying. Yeah, but, you know, long story short, man, you know, like, it's just a blessing and it's real appreciative, especially coming from that lifestyle to actually be able to get up out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really here to motivate the guys that's in that lifestyle to let them know that, you know, it's other options. You know, if you put your mind to it, you put your hustle to it. If you got the hustle inside of you, you can actually make a living, mm. you know what I'm saying? And a good living. Mm. Mm. You know, you just gotta apply yourself. Sure, sure, and keep an open mind. You know, Definitely. you you uh, thirteen years old, wanted to be a rapper mm -hmm. out of Rochester, mm -hmm. in the streets, heavy. Right. Who was your influence? Like you didn't grow up in a borough, right? No, nah, I but didn't was grow the up boroughs, in the borough. Some people so, that influenced so, you? Uh, well, of course, man. You know, like you know, I had different moments in my life as far as musical influences as a kid. It was all about lyricism. So, you know, my main influences as a kid was guys like Nas, mm. Big Pun, mm. Eminem. That was more of my, you know, early 11, 12-year-old, 13. But as I started to get more active in the streets, it started to become more of people that I, I, I could relate to. So that's like Jay-Z was, you know, someone that actually sure. spoke a language that I understood. Sure. That you felt. Yeah. That I felt and I understood, you know. And uh, moving forward after that, I would say Young Jeezy, with not being the most lyrical, but the it was a believability factor and a motivational factor that he added. Mm. To the street. To the street that, 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 that helped me, you know, um, push for, you know, to, you know, a higher level of street achievement. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it, it was motivational music like that that I could relate to. And it was always music that I could relate to that had a believability sure. factor. Were you writing at a young age? Well, you yeah, I started writing probably like seven, eight years old. Like in a like Yeah, a just writing. Like when I went to school, when I did go to school, I was in there writing. I already knew what I wanted to be. I knew what my profession was as a kid. So, 
You know what I'm saying? After I learned the basics in school, I just would go there just to write rhymes and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I started off early writing rhymes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Early, like seven, eight years old. You know what I mean? Did you think that you could become an artist? Was there anybody out of Rochester that was hustling it was that not was like one an artist? Person, it was not one person that ever made a dollar off of music, but it was a bunch of talent around me. It was a bunch of a bunch of talent, but it was nobody that ever had a resource to monetize from off of their talent. So you know, it was for it was it was something that I knew I would eventually figure out. But I knew in between time, I had to figure out ways and means to provide for myself. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I think that's yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like that even is a freelancer's uh, style, like meaning like. Okay, you got some things coming in, but you got to do some of these other things to keep it. Like I'm still like that. Sometimes I have longevity things coming in, but it's taking a while, so I need some like upfront stuff. And you know, you try to, you know, the balance of that is tough, man. You know, um, but like I said before, too, being a rapper, you know, back then I think a lot of people felt like it was just like an option to get out of the street, right? You know what I mean? If I can make it out of here then I'd be good. I don't got to fuck with the street shit no more. But the problem is there's so much more than that. And we've seen that from so many artists. There's so much more than just being an artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But let's uh, continue at, at a young age, this Rochester kid, 38 special. Um, you know, switch your name early before even a cease and desist came. Right, right you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I, that, you mentioned that, 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 that show I was on my business shit because I knew like, damn, I couldn't run with that. Yeah, I knew yeah. I wanted to be a professional. Yeah, and I think in the future, you know, it would have it would have came and tried to bite you. You know, right. and I think it's funny too because sometimes I think whether you're from the street or whether you're just from the suburb, or wherever wherever you're from, you know, the decisions we make as a young kid, and it's funny because you're a young kid, so it's liable to make bad decisions. They sometimes come back and haunt you and hurt you. You know, I think about it the 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 mistakes I made as, as a kid, you know, willing to do this, willing to do that, all the wrong things. Uh, set me back a lot of years in my life. I lost a lot of years, not only just going away, just trying to get back to a person to grow my credit. I never focused on that. I was all worried about cash, you know, little things that I didn't learn. So like we were smart and we were on point. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think we made the best moves. And I'm sure you could say that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn, you know what I mean? As you go, um, you know, because even, even cash, like, you know, I think a lot of people are realizing how much credit is important. You know, like cash uh, to a lot of people um, is cow, and I get it. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it wasn't really taught, so we didn't pay attention to it. You know, um, I also found out that you have done a lot of work or friends with, um, which now we know as Griselda, West Side Gun, Conway, Benny the Butcher. You obviously done a, did you do a whole album, obviously, with uh, Benny the Butcher? I did a whole project with Benny. In what, 2018, I believe. Definitely. There's a song I was telling you before. Actually, hold on. I got to put these lyrics up because I was like, yo, hold on. (laughs) I was like, yo, this joint right here, it's called Driver's Seat, Mm -hmm. 38 Special, Mm -hmm. and that boy Benny the Butcher. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick listen. Own came out the kitchen. I was about my business since 2000. Had trap houses hit. Right. I'm down to get it. We was kids playing and found syringes. Let's go. I lived it. That's why the shit I'm saying sounds specific. Bullshit. Walk a mile a minute, nigga. Money talk. Money and talk. for that money, turn your buddy to a bloody cult. Now you and him are going back and forth. Right. You know, 
I, I don't know who's versus who verse, but if you remember, I'm gonna start this thing off because I love when lyrical dudes like this go back and forth. The beat is who 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 produced that? Shout out to Choop. He's from Rochester, New York, too. Choop, the producer, made that. Choop, I don't know you, but damn, that was a problem that beat. Okay, so keep it going. He, I'm sure he's work, he's working with a lot of other artists. He's still working with you. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Shout out to Choop. Um, it says uh, everything I own came out the kitchen. Right. I was about my business since 2000. Had trap houses hitting. Facts. Okay. All right. I'm down to get it. We was kids playing and found syringes. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I lived it. That's why the shit I'm saying sounds specific. Mm -hmm. Bullshit walk a mile a minute. Um, I'm not going to say that next word. Mm -hmm. Money talk. And for that money, turn your buddy to a bloody corpse. Mm -hmm. We get crafty where the money's short. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I got. I get a spot out of town, then run around like I'm from these parts. Mm -hmm. With bricks and a Mitsubishi panel, mm -hmm. the hustler's instincts that I really channel brought me home like Mickey Mantle, mm -hmm. enough cake to blow out 50 candles. Mm -hmm. I get bricks from a kid named Fernando that wear dickies and flannels, <laughs> okay? Talking numbers, speaking Espanol, mm -hmm. state your name when you meet me and watch your hands when you creep. The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. I go... Oh. Side note, um, Combat sat down with like Westside Gun and Conway. I don't think I ever met Benny. I spoke to his manager a couple times. We were supposed to sit down. It's so funny how he has that BSF, Black Sopranos. Mm -hmm. I'm friends with all of the Sopranos. I was telling them, like, I got to get this dude to give him a shout. You know what That's I mean? Um, but yeah, so listen, when you hear lyrics like that and you go back and forth, first off, you knew him f like, for years before, like when people think of Griselda right now, you know, because these kids been working for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, you met Benny first. How, how did that yeah, relationship so come? Me and, me and Benny, me me and Benny, actually go back over ten years, probably two thousand and six. You know what I'm saying? So it was you know a you were in the ago, system with him about right? fourteen, fifteen years ago. Um, nah, nah, nah. But uh, I used to go up to Buffalo and record because Buffalo and Rochester forty five minutes away. Copy. So uh, I used to. You know, go up there and record. Shout out R.I.P. to DJ Shade, which is uh, whose studio we used to all work at. And, you know, when I met Benny, you know, we was two young guys and we was talking the same talk and we just automatically clicked. Mm. So from then, we just start working with each other, working with each other. And uh, we was doing projects and shit. So, you know, we was doing, doing work with each other. 15 years ago, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, he went away, I went away for a little bit. We came back and then we joined forces again. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I kind of stopped doing music for a little while because I was in the streets. And then, you know, he so kept, you went back to the streets. Yeah, yeah. He, he kept, you know, like, you know, pursuing, he kept, he music, kept pursuing. Yeah. And then, you know, the Griselda movement started, had, had, had grew. And, uh, you know, I really ain't never have a relationship with Wes. Or I, me and Conway, we 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 knew each other. We would cross paths, and you know, but me and Benny, we we had more of a of a, of a brotherhood of, of more the, more history and things of that nature. And uh, you know, so when I decided to come back and take music serious, he was like, "All right, well, let's work." And then we did a whole new a whole album together. What's the name of the album? It's called Stabbed and Shot. Mm, mm. Internet. You know yeah, it's too, it's it's from twenty eighteen. But don't matter, okay? If you're just learning about 38 Special, I want you to go back and check that album. I ran that joint today, okay? It made, it made my ride easier to get here. I appreciate that. 
Nah, it's real lyricism, man. You know, me and me and me and me me and Ben, we we always been spawn partners, and we bring the best out of each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's good when you you know you got somebody that actually uh, you know, one second. Yeah. I'm doing a podcast right now. I will call you right back. You know, what I'm tell saying? the customers to wait, man. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm already know. playing. I'm already playing. He's out the streets. I'm definitely Internet, out mind the your streets. business. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, so you know it's good to have sharp swords around, you know. So I try to keep all all the best spitters around me, and you know we always sharpen each other's swords. So you know I'm attracted to to, to high level lyricism. You sure, know real hip hop. I mean, real think hip-hop. about it. Think about like people love the days, like, and I think that's why Griselda is also getting so much attention because right. people love the days of the. You know, the the whole Wu Tang come up, the whole Rockefeller, the whole spitting, the whole hard beats, real lyrics. I, I mean, uh, like I said, this project has a lot of that. You know, um, for people from your experience and from your relationship, for people who really just know Benny as a, a, a lyricist and someone who's about like, you know, I consider him an entrepreneur. Right. Um, I consider all of them. I know West. I, I know West Side Gun for a while. He's been a streetwear sneaker dude. Me and him have clicked back for years. You right. know what I mean? Um, and I love what he's doing um, with the whole movement. You know what right. I'm saying? And I'm not going to sit here and say, because it's like, you know, I know people, some people were late to it and act like they were early. Right. But it right. is, but I, for me, I'm like, yo, when, if they don't know 38 Special five years ago, if they know him now, it's all good. Welcome. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I feel like, People who don't know who you are say, it's like, how do we get them to know who you are? Right? That's how I look at it. When people may, may not who know who I am, I don't ever take it personal. I'm like, how could I get them to know who I am? So do I have to work harder? Do I have to do this? Um, but more importantly, when you think about Benny the Butcher, you know, um, what type of dude would you say? Sometimes like people, I, I like this because sometimes people don't get to get their flowers. You know, you, a lot of people be like, you know, yeah, we're cool with each other. It's all love. But they never get to hear like... One thing yeah. I can say about him is that he's one of the hardest working guys I ever met. Like, well, outwork and run circles around so many. He's a hard, hard worker. And one of the most humblest guys mm. that I came across. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's powerful. Yeah. And I think I think that'll obviously help him in his future being like that. About his business, crazy with the bars, um, crazy work ethic. I think that's important too. Now, let me ask you something. Obviously, you're a hustler, but how has that been being in the studio all times, like hours and morning? I mean, that's the thing people don't see with artists. The creative process, it's draining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely can be, man. It's like a prison. You put yourself in a prison. I've been inside of that studio environment now for feel like I've been doing like a, you know, 36-month bid or something. All I see is a, mm. a computer screen and speakers and keyboards and a microphone mm. every single day. Still writing? Day. Or you write on your iPhone or you writing on a pad still? Well, you know, it all depends, man. A lot of times, you know, I I got to the point where I memorize everything. I just keep repeating it in my head till I fully memorize. The only time I really write it down is if I memorize the whole song and I ain't got access to record it. And I have to move on to the next one, so I, I I probably either wrap it in my phone so I don't forget it, or write it down so I can move on to the next one and empty my. Sure. Know, Do you ever come thing. up? So you come up with stuff as you're driving and shit like that. Or? Every day. Yeah. Every day, mid convo, you might say something be like, "Oh shit, that, that's it. Mm. you know what I mean." Man, everything, everything is content. When you when you really in rap mode, 
you know, you shouldn't have writer's block. Like people who have writer's block, they're not really in full rap mode. Once mm -hmm. you're in full artist mode, full rap mode, everything that you consume is material. How do you feel like you get in full rap mode? I mean, I know some people are different, but how do you feel like, well, what it's do you just, consider full rap mode? Full rap mode is when you wake up, like I got to make a record. It's basically waking up and going to sleep thinking about the same shit. Sure. It's like if you're in the streets and you're hustling, you actually waking up, you're going to sleep thinking about the same shit, you know? And, it, 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 and when you're in rap mode, it's the same shit. It's progress. It's like, you know, you actually want to continue to 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 grow as an artist and uh, to keep making good product. Sure, sure. You know, you mentioned you've obviously been a product of the streets, hustling and, and you know, doing whatever you have to do. And then later on, you know, you, you continuously have put out albums. Like I said, for people who know 38 Special, maybe you're going to learn a little something more. For people who don't know 38 Special, I want you to learn something. Now, when you grew up in Rochester, you grew up with, a, grew up with mom and dad? And I grew up in a single-parent household. Just mom? Yes. What, what, what did mom do? My mama never worked. So, okay. So, you know, it was a, it was a struggling environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I really grew up in a fortunate environment, which is the best, which is some of the best things that could ever be done to a kid. Like, you know, I think like some of the best things that could be done to any entrepreneur is to be born in poverty. You mean because it just made you more hungry? It make you more hungry and it makes you appreciate positioning. See, you know, a lot of people won't really capitalize off positioning because they don't know or never experienced the lack of. Mm. So, you know... The lack of is actually what what helps with appreciation. Mm. So you know, it's a good point, man. It's a good point. It's good good to have on your head. So so you've been rapping for a long time. Put out a lot of albums. Internet. Go to Spotify. Go to D whatever DSP you go to. iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, check for Thirty Eight Special. Follow him. Make sure you continue to check out what he's doing. Right. But more importantly. When you think about it, you, you're working on all these projects. You've been rapping for years, right? Definitely. Um, whether you know them or not, it, it, you know, it, don't worry about that. Like I said, now if you don't know them, now you will. But the point I'm making to you is, is, is you did lose the love for it at one point in time. I don't want to say the love. Okay, let me say. You did... You tell me. But you did like, get to a point. And well, this happens to everybody. I, I've been there, I, not only with just hip-hop. I definitely got to a point point where I wouldn't say I lost the love for it, but, you know... Just hated not, the music business? Not understanding the business was very discouraging. And, you know, when you're discouraged or you're doing something or put that you're passionate about and you're continuously spending money on it and you're risking your freedom or whatever the case may be and you're not, you know, monetizing off of your craft, it becomes discouraging. So I had really got to a point, you know where, you know, I, 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 I was like, you know, I'm not going to go as hard as I would with the music because um, I didn't understand the business, how to actually capitalize. Or, sure, sure, sure. You know, but, I, you know, I had to fight through that. You know, I had to fight through that. You know what I'm saying? And that's when the strong faith come in. You know, it wasn't that too much longer after that when things actually started turning around for me. Do you feel like you had any mentors around you or somebody that could really guide you um, in the business, in the space, in where you're trying to go, in what you're trying to do and with the talent that you have? Do you feel like you had any mentors at that time? Nah, not not that understood the business because, you know, it's, it's like I had mentors far as that understood music. You know, shout out to Green Lantern. Mm. 
Shout out to Green Lantern. Shout out to, you know, the guys that I've worked with musically coming up. How has Green Lantern uh, been a part of your journey? Well, I, I met Green through a, his road manager. I'm, I'm actually a producer as well. That's right. I, I heard that. So, so not only are you an artist, you're a producer. Yeah. So And an executive. That's basically, yeah, definitely. So what happened was Green Road Manager, I met him on my block. He found out that I made beats and took my beat CD to Green. Green said if a 16-year-old made these beats, I need to meet him because these beats is crazy. Mm. So when I met Green, you know, he admired the fact that I had that talent as a producer. He didn't really look at me as a rapper, but he kind of took me under his wing and would let me, like, carry his crates in the club so I could, you know. True. You know what I mean? And, like, just have me around in studio sessions and shit like that, you know. But I would always disappear, go back to this, be in the streets for a while and shit, you know. So, you know, I, I actually seen him make the transition from being in Rochester, putting out music to, like, you know, moving to to the city and getting a shady deal and, yep. you know, the whole process. So that right there was real motivation to me to let me know that, you know, a person where I'm from can get some kind of notoriety mm. for the talent. Mm. So, you know, I, I definitely thank him for actually, you know, bringing me around and showing me that it was bigger things outside of that small city. You know what I'm saying? And so far as mentor-wise, with that, you know, I definitely had that. Mm. You know, shouts to Green Landon, man. Shout out to Green. He's a good dude, man. Um, right. You know, when you think about it, you get a moment where you're like, yo, you know what? I'm discouraged by this music business. I'm going back to do what I do. Um, how the fuck did you get back out? Meaning, like, what made you like say, like, all right, man, I'm done with this shit again. Like, you know, and then go back to focus on your career. And start doing more and more what you've been doing. You know what I'm saying? You think about it, 2018, you have the project with Benny the Butcher. Mm -hmm. uh, you also, didn't you put out Coogee some- Rap, yeah, Coogee, same, yeah. Coogee, Coogee Rap, Coogee Rap. Coogee Rap album, yep. that same year. Yo, shout out to Coogee Rap. Shout out to G Rap, G okay. how, how, how did that even happen? It's, actually, I made the album in 2014 with G and held on to it for four years due to the climate of music. Mm. What made you, you, you mean, just weren't happy with- With what, the way that music was sounding. It wasn't really about lyricism. The sound of music was more people, you know, New York was losing his identity for a sound. And I didn't really feel like it was time to put out an album with Coogee Rap. Yeah. But I knew that, you know, it would be time. So when I, 2018, things was changing. It was coming back to sure, where sure. people were making, you know, the music that I grew up to. So that was the time that I felt was good to release the project. And and how did you and Kooji rap link? Through DJ Premier. Shout out to Primo. You know, shout uh, out to Premier. You know, when I first started to the take, legend. take music serious, you know, before I get before I would, you know, get discouraged and you know disappear off the scene. Back in like 2010, you know, I I started off buying beats from Primo and Pete Rock. That's how I came in the game, and uh, me and Primo formed a relationship through you know us doing records and. I told him that how much respect I had for G Rap, and I wanted to do an album with him. You know, kind of like a, a album paying homage. And uh, he actually reached out to G through Domingo. Shout out to Domingo and uh, me and G. We linked up and started off with one record over a primo beat. Then I presented G with the idea of me and him doing an album, and 
you know, we started working on it. Me and every song we did, we we did together. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you're gonna hear me and G going back and forth. We was in the booth together. We sat down, crafted together. It was no emails and nothing like that. You know, we really sat down. We sure. vibed. You know what I'm saying? Just a one-on-one building session Facts. with the legend Kooji Rap. You know what? Let's take a quick break. We're sitting here with Rochester's own 38 Special. You could just call him Special. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Cheer. Internet, I already told you there's another podcast that's a must-listen now. It's Built to Last. It's a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. Okay, let me put you on. In honor of Black History Month, American Expresses continue to shine a light on these black-owned businesses with the release of a special episode highlighting Rose Nacard, the first known coffee vendor in New Orleans in the 1800s, and Sip and Sonder, a community and well-being-focused coffee shop in Inglewood, California. Okay, let me put you on a little bit more. If you haven't already, check out the debut season of Built to Last and hear host Elaine Welterot explore how black business leaders of our past have inspired today's black-owned small businesses, okay? The season features small business owners like Pinky Cole, Volantis Food Truck Restaurant, Slutty Vegan, Anifa Movember, um, a cutting-edge designer, and so many other amazing small business owners, okay? Plus, there's a special check-in with modern-day Renaissance woman, Issa Rae. You know her. As Built to Last uncovers and celebrates past and present stories of black entrepreneurship in America, we hope to encourage all of our listeners to support these businesses and also the black-owned businesses in your community today. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Internets, I also want to put you on to today's sponsor. You know who that is? Me. (laughs) Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce. Have you heard about it? We shipped around the world. Listen, Internets, I am so thankful. I want to give a short story. About a year ago when my grandmother passed away, the matriarch of our family, the glue, the rock, it devastated us. And she left all these memories, moments, but more importantly, the the times and her recipes. And I told her on the year that she passed away, I said this to her, well, not the year she passed away, but I did say that I was going to make sure we remember her. And on the year she passed away, I dropped Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce, okay, in honor of her. A hundred-year-old family recipe. It's our first product. It's a marinara sauce. Beautiful with lasagna on pizza. You could just do some linguine, some spaghetti and meatballs, uh, uh, eggplant, uh, chicken palm, veal palm. Listen to me, okay? Head on over today to Pete'sPremiumPastaSauce.com, okay, and get yourself some. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Did I tell you it's gluten-free, GMO-free, vegan? Oh, yeah. Okay. One more time. Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce. Could you believe I got my own sauce? That's right. And it may be in stores soon, too. But for now, one more time. Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce.com. Pick some up for somebody you love, and they'll love you. Now, let's get back to the show. Cheer. And we're back, sitting here with 38 Special, Rochester's own. You know, um, you did an album with Coogee Rap. Mm-hmm. You did an album with Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, who else did you do an album with? Like or even well, not only album, just well, even like features. Know, I worked with a lot of people, man. You know what I'm saying? From Styles P, Jada Kiss, Pete Rock, Preen. Shouts to Pete Rock. You know, it's a it's a long list of people that I wrote work with. You know, yeah. From from, from, from now now from, now has 
when you think back, I mean, you know, you've been around. What, two things I, w- I want to ask you. What would you say so far in your life? I mean, you're still a young 35, right? 35? Definitely. What would be the highlight of your life so far? You know what I mean? That you feel like, that you feel that you accomplished. Like, you when know what the, mean? The, you... the highlight is to be able to start making, when I started being able to make money off my talent and Figuring start to get recognition. Yeah. yeah, start understanding the business has been the highlight of my life. Mm. You know what I mean? And what would you say was the lowest uh, moment of your life? Whew, I had a few of those. <laughs> but they made you who you are today. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, I, I, lowest moment would have to be when, you know, incarceration. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. You know, um, you also have two daughters and a son. Definitely. You know, how hard has that been? Um, you know, when you when when, when you... When, when you mixed up in the streets and you're doing things like some, you know, you have to leave them sometimes. You know, I, I miss my daughter's first day of school. Sometimes it haunts me, but then I'm like, damn, I did so much since. She's going to be 21 now. Mm-hmm. I made up for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how, how how has that been like having kids? Did that, did that like kind of like make you look at life through a different lens? You know what I mean? No, nah, of course, man. It added a high level of responsibility, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it definitely helped slow me down. You know, and think about my future and, you know, just thinking about, you know, longevity with sure. my plans. Sure, and shit, sure. You know what I'm saying? So, and, be, and being able to provide for them. Definitely. Now, you said you had grew up with uh, just moms. Did you ever meet pops? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got a yeah, cool relation? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, it just, you know, it just, uh, we really wasn't, um, around each other sure sure i get it you i know get it. i ask that only because it's a you know as a parent i'm very big on parenting and and i know you know even my father was there but there was a point in time he lost his job he had to work three jobs for like four or five years i never really seen him right um i'm not gonna lie to you it affected me a little bit because it was like right around the teenage years and um it was a time where it's funny because my father was doing real well up to i was about 10 and then he had lost his job and then we started struggling Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. It's funny too. I always talk about this with different ethnicities. Like, you know, I'm Italian, but we ate pasta every night. I thought that was normal. I didn't right. know. Like, you know, it's almost like a lot of Spanish or families like they'll right. say like rice every. And it's right. going to be wrong. It's an easy dish to make, but you don't even realize as a kid that your family's struggling. Right. Until right. you get older. Um, but yeah, you know, it's important, man. Just being in 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 you know. I try to be in my kid's life because I remember those moments. You know what I mean? I always come up with this thing called presence over presence. Like just being the presence is the best gift you can ever give them. I mean, they're going to like iPads and, 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 you know, all the gifts and shit like that. But your presence will be the best gift that you could ever I give. I completely them. agree. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, you also have a label. What's the name of the label? TCF Music Group. Okay. Trust. What does that mean, trust? Definitely. Trust comes first. Have you been looking for certain artists? Or? Well, you know, I wouldn't say really looking for certain artists. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've just been dealing with the artists that's really in this lane that I that I have affiliations with. You know what I'm saying? And we just been doing what we do, putting out good quality music, consistent. True. You know now, what about with your producer hat? Because mind you, internet's. This is an artist, thirty-eight special. He's also an entrepreneur. He's also an executive. He's also uh, a producer. Okay. So now you said something to me earlier, and as we wind this episode down, I don't want to forget it. You said you have the East Coast Master P. 
Right. Right. Well, when well I, a version of that, you well, said. Yeah, a version of that. When I say that is because, you know, of the amount of music that I'm putting out in a short time. Sure. Span, you sure. Know what I'm saying? Independent. Independently. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's what it is. You know, it was a point of time, some months, where we were dropping a, a project every week. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I, it's nobody else that's in my lane that's actually doing that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the catalog is growing, and we got a bunch more to come. You know what I'm saying? Is there so, more stuff with you and uh, Benny? Yeah, me and Benny got a couple more projects coming. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. So Internets. Yeah, definitely. The, the lyrics, yo, when you, y'all go back and forth, it's like... Uh, it's like two dudes just playing one on one basketball, man. You know, or or or, or maybe even one of them, uh, you know, like fencing. And uh, you know, what's so funny, <laughs> yo. I don't. I never know. <laughs> I drove in Jersey the other day. I seen a a thing for fencing classes. Whoa. I was like, yo, this is what's good when you get out of the fucking, uh, you know, the hood, the, right? the hood, right? I was like, I can't imagine that fencing. Like, like, like being like, you know, I can't imagine going there like I was signing up for swim lessons. Like right. it was kind of like fencing lessons. But anyway, I just feel like y'all just, you know, really <laughs> just, just sharp, like steel sharp and steel straight up. Um, you know, when you mentioned Master P, um, was he an influence to you? Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Big influence. You know what I'm saying? Um, early. You know what I mean? I remember the whole, you know, uh, about it, about it movement. Yep, yep. And, you know, it had a big effect on my town and shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really understand the power of of of, of independence or what he was actually doing until I got older and started to study. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I de that he's definitely one of my mentors. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. far as that, you know. Um, Rizzo would be one of my mentors as well on the production side, Fire Eyes putting out a bunch, producing everything around him and, you know, pr putting out projects with all his homies and shit like that. So it's kind of like, you know, those are kind of two different mentors that I pull from. You know? Sure. <clears throat> Pardon me. My last um, question is going to be, how do you balance being a producer, being an artist, and being an executive? Like, how, like... You know, sometimes shit sounds good, but it's hard to balance. You know, how, how have you been able to do that? Well, it's that's a good question, man. It's, I, I think I'm like, I think like most of the day I'm an executive and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I just do the music purely off of uh, energy. So I never force the music. Sure. So you know, throughout the day, I'm I'm I'm, I'm an executive all day, and then whenever the energy comes. You know, I, I I I allow myself to create. Sure. You know, what would you say, people like who don't know you? What would you say your music's about? Just real life shit. Just real life. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, it's 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 painful. It's it's motivational, and it has a strong believability factor. Mm. Mm. Listen, I look forward to hearing more and more from you. I'm glad that we were able to sit down. And uh, I hope that people who know 38 Special, maybe they learned a little bit of something more. And those who didn't know him, like I said before, get to know him. Um, on Instagram, what is it, 38? I am special. On all social medias, that's I-A-M-S-P-E-S-H. You fucking with social media? You like it? It's cool and shit. It's good for, for uh, networking. It's good to see people. Oh, that's the last thing. Uh, did anybody, uh, when you were away, did anybody come see you or put money in your commissary that like, uh, that, um, that surprised you 
you know like i remember when i was away like a couple of people came i never expected to came like uh, like and, and just show love and support and put in money you know sometimes you'll get people that like stray away like people that you thought were like uh, like your you know your people that stray away and sometimes you get like people you never expected to come visit you put money on your books or do something do you remember those moments yeah the most of the people that i expected came through and uh i i really ain't have too many surprises you know what i'm saying like you know everybody that was riding for me you know, basically was right. Sure, and made sure you had the the honey bun. Were you in Were you in the time when there was a William Perry uh, refrigerator? Uh, you know, the William Perry uh, honey bun. It was like the humongous honey bun. Nah, smoke baby clams. N- n- smoke baby clams, definitely. Mm-hmm. All that calamari, calamari, all that shit. <laughs> Internet's uh, mm-hmm. thirty eight special. Like, like I said, all the best. Continue to uh, 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 sharpen steel with with your comrades um and 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 like i said it was great to meet you um i'm a fan of the work and 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 i hope people uh tune in and really uh uh you know get on the journey with you right yeah i so, appreciate you having internet 38 special peace brother Definitely. Right. tell her, man that boy 38 special i mean listen i wish we would have had a little bit longer time but he had a he had to take care of something that was really important shout out to my brother dave uh from un athletics um listen just a real special episode. I love what Benny's doing. I love what 38 Special is doing. Shouts to the whole Griselda team. And more importantly, Internets, if you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show, small business, big business, whatever, email me today, thepremiumpetrow at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpetrow at gmail.com. I don't care if you're a small business, big business, you want to learn about the podcasting business, you want us to script out a podcast, you want to work with me, Whatever it is, email me, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com, okay? Make sure you subscribe to us on all platforms. We're also on YouTube, okay? Subscribe, rate, tell a friend to tell a friend, and I will see you next episode. Peace and blessings, internets. Cheers.